T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Whoa, whoa, Yeah. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Game Cool Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 929 FM ESPN. We took a trip, now we on your block, and it's like a ghost town. Memphis Tigers basketball beat reporter for the Daily Memphian on X on X at P underscore Parth. What's the word, brother? How was the DR? Man, it was fantastic. It was it was a great time. Um, a lot of crazy events obviously occurred right. that we've you know we've talked about kind of off air. Um, whether it be the bus getting stuck, yeah, you know, that was do, wild. Yeah, that was wild. Or uh, the salmon that caused <laughs> you know stomach bugs with a variety of players and, and Rick Stansberry. <laughs> Um, the damn Sam. So a lot to write about out there, and uh, obviously, you know, whenever you're working in uh, the Caribbean, you can't complain much. Yeah. Did you get? <laughs> did you get to like hang out a little bit? Get to uh, a, a little bit. Yeah. A little it was bit. Just all was, work, no play. No, there was there was a little bit of play right, in there, good, man. Good. <laughs> Not too much, but a little bit for sure. I hear you. Um, that that first night though, that first night against the Dominican national team, that was that was insane. It, it was, that was insane. insane. I didn't like. I didn't know. The amount the 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 just people in the Dominican in Santo Domingo, I didn't know that they would gravitate to a game against just an American opponent, Memphis, for the Dominican Dominican national team. Ultimately, like, that was a spectacle unto itself. Dude, we were riding in um, into Santo Domingo from La Romana, which is about an hour and a half drive, right? Right. And as we get into the city limits, so to speak, there's billboards like in multiple places with with Memphis and. Uh, Dominican Republic national team, like kind of advertising the game. Right. I saw at least three or four. So they must have been. They must have been. <laughs> They're jacked every, up. They were jacked up, man. And like, as soon as you pull into that uh, that arena space, arena concourse area, whatever, like there were fans everywhere. Um, people were approaching the team bus, asking for autographs. Like it. It was. That's crazy. It was a spectacle, man. Did did they? So did I see also on the one outside of the stadium the the little promo? David yep. Jones was was he the Memphis yeah. player? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think mean, they, I, yeah. They photoshopped David Jones into DeAndre Williams' jersey from last year. He was wearing twelve in that billboard. If you look at it, yeah, that's, so that's that was nice. that was interesting. That's right. But uh, they they stuck in there, man. Like, the first half was ugly, and, and honestly, you should expect that because they only had one version of five on fives before they even went there. And there's people rolling into campus late, and you don't know who's actually there, who's who's going to be on the trip. That second half, though, I was impressed with what they put out there. Caleb Mills had 13. He didn't get to play another game, but he had 13. Yeah. Um, 
they, they seem to come together quick. Man, to be down 23, and like you kind of alluded to, not really know your teammates, not know their spots, not know their playing styles, but to rally like that, in that environment too, man, it was... Against eight, pros. Against pros. That have been practicing. In an arena that, you know, offered a true road environment. Right. There was 8,000 people in that building. I don't know if it was sold out, but it was damn near sold out. Um, and it was it was loud, man. It was it, loud. was it was it like that true road environment? Were they going after the, the going after the guys on Memphis for the most part? Absolutely, man. okay. Like there was you know they were on their feet every time every time Lester touched the ball. Like forget yep. draining a three, forget uh, God, he was he, good you know, in that game. Bucket, by the way, they would you know they would make a lot of noise every time Lester touched the ball. Yep, the, Lester. By the way, thirty points in that game. I. He's good, man. He, but he's been looking good. Yeah. In summer yes. league, in the G League last year, he had multiple forty-point performances. Connor, and I talked about this. I'm surprised he is still on a two-way. Like that. Why? It seems like a guy who could play some rotational minutes for the Warriors. Like for sure. Very high energy on both ends. The defensive end. He's better than. I mean, what they had last year off the bench. They didn't have much defense off the bench. Feels no, like that's a guy who could fit in with them. And I think with Jordan Poole and people have talked about right. this like kind of all summer with Jordan Poole now gone I think Lester kind of fits that mold right yeah um and he played uh, I think he made what four appearances in NBA games last season um kind of just spot minutes here and there but I think if that sample size grows and they see more you know it, it wouldn't be hard to imagine him coming off of a two-way and getting a standard contract so my one word of the entire trip just sort of looking and sort of stopping in seeing some of the games on YouTube my 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 word was encouraging. Uh, what what would you so like if you're using one word to describe that trip, uh, in, in as a whole? What what would you use it for for Memphis's sake? I'm with you, man. I think I used the word in, encouraged in a, in a story I wrote a couple of days ago or, or today rather. Um, I think that that kind of encapsulates it perfectly, right? Like these are guys that um, just came together. Javon right. Quinterly, Jaquan Walton, um, and Jordan Brown arrived on campus. A week in that week span before they left for the DR, Jalen Young met the team at the airport. Like, <laughs> he introduced himself to his teammates at the airport and then hopped on the nice. flight to the DR. So these guys just kind of got put together, um, sort of last minute ish, but to figure it out that quick and you know to, to rally from that twenty three point deficit, they still lost, but to make it a game there, um, to find a way to gut one out in overtime, and then to ultimately blow out that final select team by whatever, 20-plus points. Yeah. I think all of that was encouraging. If you really want to kind of, I don't know, like be picky or – Yeah, or, yeah, or, I want to hear the – we got to hear the negatives home. too. Like the, you know, the defensive lapses were, yep. you know, were obvious, right? Like the um, rim protection was just not there, quite frankly. Like that game that went into overtime, the exhibition on uh, Friday against the select team. That team, like, was getting pretty much anything it wanted at the rim. Yeah. That select team was. They, they shot like 65% from two-point range, and, right. you know, that just ultimately can't happen. But Penny spoke on that. He said that, you know, that's more of a issue of these guys just having come together, defensive schemes not being implemented. And Penny's defensive schemes, they get intrusive, man. Right. Like, you have to know, you have to know what's expected of you, and they haven't had time to, to sort of grasp onto that. Exactly. So to see, like, to see the offense already be taken care of, so to speak, if you want to say that, and the defense be the question mark, I think that's kind of the inverse of last right. year, right? where we knew what the defense was, but we had questions about who was going to get a bucket outside of Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams. Well, this year, you know, you got the opposite, and we know Penny's history with coaching defense um, on that, you know, coaching that side of the ball. So I think that in itself is encouraging. Um, You mentioned no real rim protection. 
I sort of I know where you're going. I sort of look at the roster as a whole, and I don't I don't think there's many holes in this roster. Like I'll say that right now, especially if DeAndre Williams is back. The one real roster hole I could really point to is maybe front court depth. Do you Absolutely. latch on to that? Like, is that sort of, is that is that the only, like, when you're just looking at the roster as a whole, not the abstract holes of, like, how will they gel? Exactly. Right? Just personnel. It, it, Personnel-wise, front court depth is really the only thing I can point to. 100%. I mean, they've got one player right now taller than 6'8", and that's Jordan Brown, right? Like, right. he is the only true bang in the post, like, um, make it difficult for you in the paint type of guy on that team. Uh they could use another one of those for sure. Like outside of him, you've got Nick Jordan, who's six eight, obviously more of a, a stretch four, if you will. Um, and then you don't have much. Yeah. On the bench. All right. Uh, well, so so that brings up my question here. <laughs> Slew filled Slew filled their last uh, roster Man. spot, and Malcolm Dandridge was kind of in the in question there. Um, and I guess he got reached out to by Gonzaga. Was one report I read. I um, I've seen, yeah, report. That. Likelihood that Malcolm Dandridge. Will end up back on campus and sort of help bolster that front court depth. It's it's hard to say, but you know he, I, he's kind of keeping it close to the vest, man. Like he's this he's is the not, weirdest. Um, he's not talking to people. Or portal entrant that we've seen in a while. I think like when the national guys don't have a pulse on what he's doing, that's how you know. Like you know this is strange. Like he's really keeping it, like you said, close to the vest. There, um, you know, I asked Penny about it after Friday's exhibition, and he's you know the way he answered the question kind of made it seem like. He is optimistic that he can have Malcolm back. He said that, you know, they still stand on good terms, if you will. And he even went as far as to say he told Malcolm that door was never shut. Right. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I guess we'll see. You know? But I think even without adding more to that front court, they, like, mm-hmm. Penny and his sort of positionless style at times, I feel like there's ways you can fill in the fill in the gaps. Like, Jaquan Walton's a large guy. David Jones can play the four. Um, who else am I not thinking? If J- uh, uh, Jonathan Pierre didn't show that well in the Dominican Republic, but they mm-hmm. still have high hopes for him. Maybe he's a guy who could fill in there. Like, it still feels like the, Nick Jordan, of course, is sort of the normal name as far as front court depth is right. concerned. I feel like there's ways, maybe not, you know, dead on, hey, this is a natural four. Not traditionally. But, yeah, but, right. like, you could play some small ball lineups and sort of figure some things out, fill in the gaps with, with the guys they have on the roster. No, I agree. Like, David Jones is only 6'6", and he, you know, Ideally, would play the small forward position, but this is a guy who you know averaged nearly seven rebounds in the Big East. Yeah. Right? So like for him to play he's a dirty work side, guy. Exactly. Um, Jaquan Walton, same kind of deal. He grabbed fourteen rebounds in that second exhibition. These are small sample sizes, but it kind of shows you that you know if they need to go small, uh, they can do so and probably be relatively fine. I think coming out of the trip, though, the biggest takeaway is I feel like, at least offensively, mm-hmm. the solid footing they're being put on by Javon Quinterly is just, it's apparent. Like, he just knows what he's doing. He's a fifth-year guy. He's got a crazy amount of talent. He's done this before for the number one overall seed in the damn NCAA tournament. Whoever needs the ball, he's going to get the ball to them. Absolutely, and he's not hunting for his own shot, which we kind of saw in right. those three games. You know, he's a guy that wants to get others involved first, and then when he has to take over, when it's, you know, when it's time for him to put the team on his back, he'll do so, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I spoke to JQ for a while um, during that trip, and he said one of his goals this season is to lead the country in assists. Okay. So that kind of shows you his mindset. Right. He wants to set the table. He wants to be that guy that kind of stirs that pot and orchestrates this offense because he knows 
that he has super reliable. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Weapons all around him. In the past, there's not been a lot of depth, though, in, in the Penny Hardaway era at that at that table setter position. It was Alex Lomax from, like, year two to year five, right? Like, you had, to, you had to figure it out. He's a fine player, but right. at the same time, if that's your only option to set up the offense, you feel like you're in a, you're dealing with a set of circumstances you don't want to deal with. Right. It feels like even outside of JQ, they have some guys. Like, Jaquan Walton's a decent passer. Um, uh, Caleb Mills can have his moments on ball where he can make something happen. And then even off the bench, Jalen Young's there. Like, they have options where I think in the past they haven't. No, and that's obviously one of the more encouraging things about the personnel, if you will. Uh, you know, Caleb Mills obviously has a history of playing that lead guard spot. Jalen Young, you mentioned, a guy who started 12 games in the same conference right. in the AAC last year and had success doing so. Um, when you've got a guy like that off the bench, you know, you've got different combinations to play with. You know, if Javon Quinterly is, you know, is injured a game or can't right. play or needs to rest, you can insert Caleb Mills to that spot. You yep. can insert Jalen Young. So you've got three guys who are, you know, primary ball handlers and have, a, have had success playing that lead guard spot. So, you know, they've got insurance, if you will. What you th- what'd you think about their involvement of Jordan Brown? First two games, maybe hey, there's a little struggle there of trying to get him fully involved. That third game, though, 23-11, and 11, that's, that's what you expect from Jordan Brown. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's a matter of kind of him getting back into game shape. We all, you know, he's a great player, but we all saw it that first game, him kind of loafing, right? Yeah. Up and down the court. We saw it the second game as well. I'd rather have that problem on August 1st, by the way. Absolutely. Right? No, <laughs> yeah. a- a- absolutely. And Penny kind of said it, too. Pretty bluntly, he said that, you know, he his goal, Penny's goal for Jordan Brown is for him to lose 15 or 20 pounds before the season okay. to kind of get back into, into form, into the player that he was last year at, at Louisiana. But, you know, to see the team kind of be deliberate, right, like in feeding the ball to Jordan Brown in that third game, um, you know, that kind of showed you what he can do when, I guess, when called upon, right? Yeah. Like when they have to get points in the half court. Which, by the way, is something Memphis has struggled in. Yes. Struggled last season in their half-court offense. So now, not only do you, got, do you have guys that are getting up and down the court, like your Javon Quinterlees, like your David Joneses, like your Jaquan Walton, but when that game slows down, which it can against certain teams, you've got a guy who you're going to dump the ball inside to, and he's going to either get fouled or get a bucket. Mm-hmm. Talking with Parth Hoopidyai, Memphis Tigers basketball beat reporter for the Daily Memphian. Um, what do you think of the freshman? Carl Sharonfont, very high-energy guy Man. on both ends. I'll give him that. Uh, J.J. Taylor was not really showing anything until that final game where he had 22. I, the thing I struggle with is it's hard to get really latched on to any one of these freshmen because I don't know where the minutes are. Like, the minutes are just so restricted, and especially if DeAndre Williams comes back, you just don't know who actually can step up and play, you know, 10 minutes a game as a freshman for Penny Hardaway this year because he's gotten away from giving those minutes to to young guys, ultimately. Yeah, he's gotten away from giving them just to give them, right? Right. Even with a guy like Jonathan Lawson, who, you know, was not a freshman last year, was a was a redshirt sophomore, you know, he said it with Jonathan as well as um, as he was getting comfortable. He said that he doesn't give out Penny minutes anymore, Yeah. right? Um, so with guys like Carl Scherenfant, Ashton Hardaway, and J.J. Taylor, I think they've got to kind of um, be willing to – 
to rotate in, if you will, yeah. right? Like in that ninth, tenth, eleventh spot in the depth chart, um, when called upon, kind of be ready to to play five minutes here, eight minutes here, ten minutes here. But man, Carl, like he looked good, man. Like he looked physically ready and, to play Division One basketball. And what happens is with Penny, if you can help on the defensive end, and you're going to be high energy, and you're going to take it seriously, you're more likely to get minutes, even if the offensive end is you're lacking behind. Which I think right. there could be some issues when you get into the year with Carl Sharon Fine on that end. Like you don't know how well rounded his offensive game is. Right. Small I mean, size. like if I'm yeah, yeah small, <laughs> incredibly small sample size, and in August, right at the beginning of August. But like that seems like the type of guy, if there was going to be minutes out there for a freshman, it would probably be a guy like that because of the defensive skill set. Yeah, because of the the energy, like you said, the effort, the defensive skill set, and the, the athleticism, right? Like the ability to kind of hang with guys who are more physically mature than him, quite frankly. But even with Carl Scherenfont, man, like if DeAndre comes back, if he's cleared to come back, if Malcolm Dandridge decides to stay home, you've got literally 10 guys in front of Carl. Right? right, like you've got, I mean, we can go through it right now. You've got yes. Javon Quinterly, Kayla Mills, Jaquan Walton, uh, DeAndre Williams at the four, Jordan Brown at the five. Yep. That's your starting five. Now you've still got David Jones, Nick Jordan, Jalen Young, Jaden Hardaway, yes. and Malcolm Dandridge. That's ten guys right there in front of anybody that's you know a freshman or even Jonathan Pierre. So yes. it's going to be tough for those last three or four guys in the rotation to find any minutes. So DeAndre, I, we, we hash this out as many times. Every time you come on, <laughs> I'm going to have a question about it. Like I, sort of, They've sent in the NCAA paperwork uh, to get the waiver in um, and, and see if they can get another year of eligibility. And you're kind of on a tighter deadline now. I mean, so when we talk about the uh, start of the semester, it's August 28th. Right, right, and then it's coming up fast. Man. I, I, I think there's wow. some thought of like the ad drop date is right. when he'd have to be enrolled in classes, and that seems to be September 10th, early September, not far after the beginning of the uh, the semester. I, it feels like if this is going to come to a head, it's going to come to a head soon. No, absolutely. Like you know, it's been. Almost a month now. It was July 10th when Don Jackson, DeAndre's lawyer, like you mentioned, sent that paperwork off to University of Memphis' compliance office. The compliance office took about two or three days to get it off to NCAA. Excuse me. Um, so now we're approaching that kind of month period. And when I spoke to Don back in uh, July, he had said that you know his goal was to get a yay or a nay before the semester starts. And that's, like we said, now 18 days away. Worst case, I think he had alluded to the fact that you know, this would kind of need to be figured out before that final ad drop date. I'm not sure exactly when that is. I know you and I were kind of uh, digging through the <laughs> U of M registrar exactly. site and trying to figure it yeah. out. But, um, you know, let's say that's mid-September. Now you're looking at, you know, a month, right? Maybe yeah. five weeks at the most. So that clock is definitely ticking. You're right. Yeah, and you just wonder... I mean, NCAA, they don't they don't usually work fast, but we'll see. And they don't we'll rule see. on logic all the time yeah, either. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and they, like I've seen in football, they've denied a lot of eligibility for some of these guys transferring. And I, but I know that's a different deal altogether. But There was a Carolina guy. Yeah, there's Carolina. I saw FSU. Like yeah. they, it, It's just I, you never know how they're going to rule, so you just don't hold your breath too hard. You know, like that's sort of where I'm at on the NCAA ultimately. Um, now, you took, a, you took a chance in the Daily Memphian. You, you wrote a story today and published it about um, after the Dominican Republic, you took a shot at sort of a depth chart of what this rotation, the starting uh, five would be, what the rotation may look like. What did you sort of come up with? Yeah, and just to kind of 
I guess, preface with this. I wrote this depth chart story with the idea of, you know, DeAndre, Malcolm Danderson, Mikey Williams not being there. That's not that's not me saying that, that I'm not he, optimistic. Hey, with, with what the facts on the table, you right. wrote with the facts on the table. Right. So what I kind of came up with was, I guess, the starting five we all expected, right? Javon Quinterly at the one. Mm-hmm. Caleb Mills playing off ball. Jaquan Walton, which is one that people have debated. Yeah, you know, either Jay him Quan or David, David Jones. Exactly. Depending. Jaquan Walton or David Jones. I got Jaquan Walton starting at the three, Nick Jordan at the four, and Jordan Brown rounding out that starting five at center. Um, and for Jaquan Walton in particular, the reason I you know inserted him at the three instead of David Jones is the ability to shoot the more three shooting, ball, man. More like, shooting. He's a forty percent three point <laughs> right. shooter, like. Once again, small sample size, and he didn't play that last game. But in the two games well, he did play, he shot fifty percent. Well, I mean, he, but last year it's a less small sample size. He shot forty percent exactly. at Wichita State last Incredibly year. Incredibly efficient scorer, man. Last year, I think he shot over fifty percent from the floor. And his period. his game, like, I, I was surprised because, like, when you when you hear he got when he committed and signed to the University of Memphis, you sort of hear about his shooting mostly. Right. But he's a three level guy. Like he, he really he can get to the rim. He can slash. He's got some size. He's got some athleticism. Athleticism. Like just watching him in like the layup slash dunk lines. Man, this guy gets up. Like, yeah, like you know. and I know I know like everybody wants to point to Jordan Brown as a potential leading scorer. If he is inserted in a starting lineup, like that could be a dark horse as a leading scorer on the team because like he can fill it up at a cr- crazy high rate. Exactly. Him, Caleb Mills, Jordan Brown. I think those are the three that are in contention, right? Like to be the top scorers. DeAndre Williams, if he gets in the mix, I think would be, in my eyes, the favorite just because he's been there, done that. Um, it's kind of the face of the program. But, you know, even without him, they've got three guys that can shoot, man, get 20 on any given right. night, right? Right, <laughs> like, right. That's special. And honestly, I, I think there's, I mean, if DeAndre comes back, you're talking about maybe five or six guys who really could fill it up and give you, give you 20 nights, 20, 20 point nights. If DeAndre comes back, you're talking about eight guys who are starting caliber players, yes. right? You've got DeAndre subbed in for Nick Jordan, but then on the bench you've got David Jones, Nick Jordan, and Jalen Young. That kind of rounds out your, I guess, your top eight, right? Yeah. The rotation, and all eight guys have significant starting experience. So with that rotation, like, what what do you, what do you expect to happen? Like, when you when you, when you when you wrote this story, what what type of like based on what you saw in the Dominican Republic, what what do you think? Like the strings that are pulled first, mm-hmm. who do you think those guys will be? In terms of off the bench? Yeah, off the bench. Yeah, so without DeAndre, I've got David Jones as kind of that super sixth man, right? Like yep. That guy who um, is going to get starting level minutes, so to speak, yep. is going to come off the bench as needed. Um, you know, we saw kind of his defensive tenacity mm-hmm. in that one game that he played against Memphis. Against Memphis, yeah. Which yep. is funny. Um, five for five, too, from the field for 12 man. points. <laughs> like just the way he plays, man, I think. Yeah. And they're completely different players. I'm not saying their overall, you know, skill sets are, are even remotely similar, but kind of what Alex Lomax did, right, in that circle defense where he hung back, jumped passing lanes, and got things going on the other end, yep. right, turned defense into offense. I think that's David Jones yep. on this team, a guy who's going to be a disruptor, an absolute menace on that end of the floor and kind of ignite that fast break. So that's David Jones at the sixth man. Then you've still got you've got Jalen Young. Yep. You know, your your third primary ball handler. Yep. A guy who can sub in for either um, Caleb Mills or, or yep. Caleb Mills. And then you've got Jaden Hardaway at number eight, if you will, in that kind of hierarchy or pecking order. You know, Jaden Hardaway, no matter what your criticism or anybody's criticism of his game may be, he started 19 games last yep. year for a team that made the NCAA tournament and won the AAC tournament. To be honest, though, I don't like when it comes to Jaden Hardaway, like, He's a good you, basketball you can, player, you can man. criticize his skill set as a whole. 
But I can't criticize what he brings night to night because he does not kill you in any way, shape, or form. He's a helper. He's a helper piece, and he understands that. He plays within himself, plays good defense, knocks down a three every once in a while. He's not going to be some high volume shooter and yeah like that's not what he does but he is a damn useful college basketball player especially this far into his career I mean you've got to respect him man this is a guy who started off as a walk-on and has literally by his own work turned himself into a valuable piece on a you know top 25 maybe top 15 team this season with that do you start to feel the national narrative shifting a tad bit? I know Joe Lenardi moved <laughs> way early bracketology. Right, right exactly. Um, I think he tabbed it on the eighth, but he moved them up a spot to seven seed. Yeah. Uh, you see the guys over at uh, Field of 68. Um, yeah, I heard sort John of, Martin talking Yeah, about and they, they, yeah. They're, yeah. they're finally giving yeah. some credit. They're saying, Penny, you got to give credit where credit's due for what he's done this offseason. It feels like the national narrative after the Dominican Republic trip has, has shifted a tad bit. Definitely a little bit. I still think, I don't know if you'd agree with this, I still think this team is like criminally underrated. Underrated right now, like, yes, I agree. They're just not being talked about by national pundits like other teams would be with yep. this caliber of talent. And I think there's some, I don't know, man, Isn't whether it about it's fair like or continuity? Not, and it, like, about that's continuity. what it comes, but I, I said this on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I think in the changing landscape of college basketball, and really college athletics as a whole, not saying continuity means nothing because it clearly means something. Mm-hmm. Like if guys are playing next to each other all the time, it it will mean something. But with how much turnover we have roster to roster, you're going to have to start paying attention to it a tad bit less as the, as the years go go on. It it seems like for sure, for sure. And like you said, in an ideal world, like you'd want to have a core of four or five guys, of who are kind of the pillars, right, of your program, guys who even if they're not starting have been in your system for two, three, sometimes four years and kind of know what you want, right? Like know what Penny wants, you know, uh, in his program and know how things are done. They don't have that. They've got Jaden Hardaway and maybe DeAndre Williams, maybe Malcolm Dandridge, but that's kind of the extent of uh, of the guys who are kind of blending that together yeah. years past to, you know, to present. So I think that's the biggest knock, right? Um, but that's that's not that big a knock to me. But, but that's, if, not, if your that's roster, not make or break. Yeah, but like if your roster is built as well as this roster's built, I feel like you should be getting more attention. But hey, it is this what is it a is. College basketball super team. <laughs> right? like, it really it's, is. It's absurd. It's slowly but surely coming around, though. We'll see. We'll see how it how it progresses. Absolutely. But Parth, appreciate the heck out of it, man. You the man. Man, appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. He's Parth Upadhyay, Memphis Tigers b- basketball beat reporter for the Daily Memphian on Twitter at p Upadhyay under. Score. Now it's time to hop into the Blitz, and it's Ja Morant's 24th birthday. We're going to reminisce on our favorite moments of Ja Morant's tenure here. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.